up a second. Hold up one second. No, I'm paranoid. I'm very paranoid at the moment. Um, yesterday, um, we lost uh, we lost uh, a dear friend. Um, our quite excellent blender. <laughs> we had an excellent blender. It was bloody brilliant. <clears throat> oh, the settings, the power. Unbloody believable. Why are my headphones out loud? Let me let's move this ghost that I painted. <laughs> and there, there we go. There we go. A bit of volume. Uh, we lost a blender, and um, the smell of that engine, uh, the little motor engine, the little motor <clears throat> burning out was fucking horrendous. Um, and got into everything. Got into everything. Uh, I can, yeah, it was a, it, it's, um, Stuck around, it, you know. You, obviously, you know, an electrical burning smell, plasticky, chemically. Um, this is maybe the worst one I've smelt in a long time. <clears throat> Not that I'm burning out little motors all the time, um, but yeah, it just got into everything. And I even when I got home last night after poetry, I, I was oh fuck, it's still there. It's like this now. Now there's just this background haze of um, of burning smell. It's dissipating slowly. It got into the smoothie. That was the worst part. We made a smoothie. Very excited. I was like, oh, no, that blender. All right, well, cheers to the last smoothie we had from this blender. And then I had a sip. Oh, it's there. It's in it. That smell is in this smoothie. <clears throat> so we checked out the smoothie. Probably not a good idea to drink that smoothie. And so uh, why I say I'm paranoid is I take a, take a sip from my tasty brew, my tasty coffee, morning coffee. And I thought I tasted it. I don't, upon uh, second uh, and third sips. <clears throat> oh, and I, yeah, in that lingering the little in the background. I think I, I think I tasted that in the coffee prior to this incident, though. Um, and it's not chemically, but my brain is now associating associating it with that, and it's terrifying me. Um, so. <laughs> I've got topics, but I was just watching a video. And I just wanted to go on a little bit of a rant here. Um try and flesh out something in my head. Um, <clears throat> in San Francisco, among other cities in America, they are looking to ban uh, cashless businesses, um, which uh, I support, fully support that idea. I fully support the idea for the reasons that they laid down, um, that uh, members of society, mostly like um, underprivileged members of society, um, including also like old people as well that live mostly by cash for various reasons. They're either unbanked or underbanked, um, lacking access to proper banking facilities, um, struggle to then survive in the world um, <clears throat> without cash. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. My <laughs> The reason my hairs stick up on end, though, whenever I hear these uh, topics brought up is because the only people I've ever heard talk about, yeah, you know, fucking businesses don't let you use cash anymore, are fucking cookers. <laughs> a goddamn. That's what frustrates me so much about uh, conspiracy theorists is that they're so fucking close to understanding a proper gripe, a proper issue with society, and they just in their haste shoot right fucking past it. <clears throat> um. The only reasons I've heard are like they try and control your money, which it's like, yeah, they already do, mate. Um, 
they uh, try and track you. They try and track your purchases. And it's like, mate, you're going to Macca's. Like, it doesn't fuck... <laughs> it's the same kind of argument with, like, um, when people, like, uh, try and protect your data. I'm trying to protect my data with... Uh, I need to use all the VPNs and all the security and all the things because I need to protect my data from, from things, um, from evil corporations. And it's like, your data doesn't mean shit by itself. Like, this trying to sell you some shit, right? But if you're, if you, yeah, data en masse is how you can manipulate people into mass marketing, uh, mass propaganda. Look, there's, anyway. <laughs> I might be sounding like a cooker going on about this shit. Um, the other only, uh, the other people, I said the only people at the start, the only people who I t- hear talk about this shit, <clears throat> which I've never heard, uh, that's the thing, I've never heard that argument. I've never heard that argument. Um, and to be, and also, I have no issue with with uh, <laughs> with weed. I have no issue with drugs in general, and I have no issues with people selling drugs illegally. Like that fucking <clears throat> fucking regulate that shit, decriminalize yada yada yada. Um, people are gonna people. You gotta fucking let them people. You can't make the problem go away by making everything illegal. Don't work. Proven don't work. <laughs> Streisand effect, sort of. <clears throat> and so yeah, it's it's almost always people who are like, hey, is it because you can't buy weed? Is that it? Is it is it because you can't? Now that's a genuine issue. That's a genuine issue. But I don't like the dancing around. I don't like the pretending that it's like, oh, they're they're trying to fucking track our money and they're trying to fucking blah blah blah. <clears throat> no, it's like because you want to be buying weed and you want, I don't know, because like they're, if they're tracking their purchase, yeah, per, your purchases, like you're just going, yeah, you, you just go to Macca's, you're not buying anything fucking, uh, that they're going to give a shit about, except that stuff, which then let's talk about that, so let's fucking talk about that, legalizing and that shit, <clears throat> the other people who I t- hear talk about this, and again, I fully support this idea. I don't think you should go cashless. I don't think businesses should be cashless. I think it's stupid. I, I, I get the move, obviously, because it started during COVID, and, and then um, it has many benefits. <clears throat> no cash on premises is fucking brilliant, right? Because you can't get robbed. At least well, you can't get robbed of your cash. They can take other shit. Um, they can take some cookies. Um, but uh, the other people who I hear complain about this at my work, and it drives me nuts is uh, people who, they tap the card and then go, oh, wait, fucking, what is this? Wait, fucking, uh, what, like 2% surcharge for using card? Uh, yep, yep, or 5% maybe. Uh, which is, that's 5%, it's a bit of cash, it's a bit of cash. But at the same time, all these people are buying single coffees and they are men in suits. <laughs> and I've had numerous people whinge to me. Winch to me, uh, the lowly barista behind the bar, and they go, what's this? Oh, fucking 2%, 5% surcharge on my fucking coffee. That's fucking it's highway robbery. It's money grubbing. It's like you work for a giant corporation. I work for a small coffee shop. We, uh, I, I think it's stupid. The, the rates are ridiculous for these surcharges. No doubt about that. But you're worried about pinching every fucking little penny of your little stash and we're just worried about trying to fucking keep <laughs> the lights on in a small cafe, you know? <laughs> Again, it's like you're so fucking close, mate. You're so fucking close to understanding the wh- what you're talking about, what your issue is, um, and you fly right fucking past it. It just feels like personal greed. 
And it pisses me off. And also, don't talk to your fucking barista about it. Don't talk to your fucking barista. <laughs> like, I give a shit. Like, I give a flying fucking shit. I also don't think it's a good way to live your life, uh, which is a broad statement, but I don't. Um, I understand penny pinching if you are genuinely, like, uh, not cashed up, you know? Um, I'm currently, I have very little money in my bank account. And so I'm really trying to avoid ever buying, ever ordering an Uber or what have you, you know, just trying like, I, the ca- some cash is coming in, but I've got some, I got a few, I might have a week of like, <laughs> see how we go. Ride that wave, baby. Um, but I'm all right. Cause I got, I got good little support networks and yada yada. But these motherfuckers, I, I guess I know I'm assuming, I know I'm assuming I'm painting a broad brush. Um, but if you go to work every day in a suit like that and you buy fucking at least three coffees off me every fucking day, if you're buying three fucking coffees every single day, let's say, let, let me fucking, <laughs> let me get this. Uh, my mate did this the other day, actually. He told me, like, hey, these, these people are fucking buying this many coffees. Let's say they get a large fucking coffee, right? That's $4.60. And we're going to times that by three. And then we're going to times that by five days a week. All right, 69 <laughs> That's $69. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> All right. Um, and then, well, if not 52, let's give them a fucking, let's give them a fucking a, a good go of it. Let's say they get a full month off. So let's tie that. Let's do like 48 weeks. $3,312 a year on coffee. And that is if they only get uh, those ones. They might shout rounds for their mates. They might get a fucking cookie. If you're paying $3,000 a fucking year for coffee, mate, and look, maybe I'm exaggerating, maybe I'm going a bit overboard, but if it's anywhere, you know, fucking close to $3,000, then you can eat the 2% surcharge on the fucking card payment, mate. Or at least gripe to the fucking bank. (laughs) Take it up with Westpac, mate. Take it up with Westpac. Not me. Not I. Not your little bean friend squeezing these beans for you, getting out the juice. Mate, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> um, second of all, second of all, welcome to my little podcast, by the way. <laughs> why the fuck does any, I don't know why anyone listens to this fucking bullshit rambling on. But it's consistent. Okay, getting eight listens of more, you know, it's not a lot, but it's... This is fun. This is fun for me um, to do every week. A good little, uh, good little mental. What am I looking for? Kind of documentation, documentation, and kind of sorting out the bullshit. It's like dreaming. <laughs> I always like that when people say, "What do my dreams mean?" And I uh, always, whenever I dream, I kind of wake up. I mean, maybe this is just me, me. Other people have very meaningful dreams. But usually when you wake up, you go, what did all that mean? Don't you then go, oh, wait, it's uh, it's because I watched that show yesterday. I saw this person and I saw that on the news. I saw that when I was out walking the dog. Like, you know, things, your brain is just filtering. Your brain is just flushing out the RAM. (laughs) Your brain is just flushing out the memory. And then you're like, what did we see? Uh, is any of this important? Uh, no, get rid of it. And then you dream. Is that true? I don't know if that's any. If that's true. That's what I've experienced anyway. And I feel like that. This what that's what this podcast is as well. Is uh, me just filtering out all the things that I've thought about, um, in a somewhat lucid format. 
Anyway, I got a new phone is my is where I was going to go. And now I'm not just going to talk about um, kind of the phone itself because that's not exciting in the slightest. But it always um, makes me think. Like when my phone is on the fritz, when my, cause when my current uh, – I'm waiting for a new case for this one to take it out into the real world. But I've got the old phone. I've got the Pixel 2. In my is my current daily driver, and then I got me all. Then I got my new one, my new six A, bloody beautiful. That's four generation jump. <laughs> um, and whenever my current one is on the fritz, how crazy is that feeling? How crazy is that feeling when your phone dies and we are out in the middle of fucking in the city? I was gonna say middle of fucking nowhere. You're out in the city and your phone dies and you're like, oh, I don't know, uh, I don't know how to get home. Especially my Mikey is on my fucking phone, right? <laughs> Worse yet, you're, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, if you're actually out, like you're actually out in the country and your phone is not working, there's a serious pain in the chest. I'm like, Jesus, how, how, do, I, how do I go on? And I hate the uh, attitude of older generations, but also younger generations do it as well. Like we, we, we definitely do it. We just like... Ah, oh, mate, get a fucking life. Go out there and touch some grass and, like, you got to put down the phone every now and then because the phone represents social media and all this kind of shit, right? But um, but the phone is more than that. The phone is more than that. And social media is more than that. All this thing is more than that. Like, this is actually, this is a part of you. This is, a, this is actually a, a big part of how we interact with the world. And, ah, oh, hey, that was part of the cashless thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing it back to that because that's going to all tie in. Is uh, another argument about the other the uh, argument for going cashless, or rather against banning cashless businesses? Was like, yeah, but if they're just like a, if they're just selling little trinkets and or, or coffee or anything like that, then then why does it matter? A business should be allowed to do what it wants, and they're not essential services like um, doctors, uh, post offices, um, what have you. Like everything else should be cash based, right? Not cash based, cash allowed. Um, while you know, little shops that sell kind of things that aren't necessary to life um, should be allowed to go cashless. And I understand the argument, and I hate it. <laughs> and it's the same thing with the phone. It's the same thing with the phone because when people say like, "Oh, just go without, just go without a phone," is that's your entire reality though. You're not. You're not just. Obviously, humans can adapt. We can we can change. We can move about. We can we like if we did genuinely like take away all the technology, all the social media, and everything like that. Obviously, we'd be fine. We'd be absolutely fine. But that's not our reality. That's not our reality. And to to suggest that like in this kind of society, I think that you should be expected if you're poor or disenfranchised, yeah, dis, uh, underprivileged to go without a coffee, for example. You know, let's allow the cafes to go cashless because no one needs a coffee. They do. They do need a coffee. <laughs> they don't need a coffee. Obviously, that word, they don't need a fucking coffee. It's the same fucking argument when, you know, uh, we, we, well... The idea of like what is what is basic human right and what is not like what does a human need? A human needs water and food and housing. Now even in that, housing is not a fucking guaranteed right in in society. Isn't that fucked? 
water sort of is. You've got to pay for it, though. You can still have your water turned off in your house if you don't pay your bills. Um, and food. You can, not, you can run out of food. Neither, no, yeah, what the fuck am I talking about? None of those are fucking guaranteed, right? If we can't even fucking guarantee that shit, then I think we can shut the fuck, about, fuck up about what people need and what they don't need. Especially when you want to talk like mental health crisis and stuff like that. You know, if you ever, if you ever drop, if you ever think, and so many people who go down that road will talk about the society is sad. People are sad. You know what fucking helps? A few creature comforts. Allowing people to be considered people. Allowing people to be seen as people on the same fucking level. And to take away things like that, to say, mate, you don't get to, because you're poor, you don't get to have a coffee while we get to have fucking five a day. That's so dehumanizing. (laughs) It's so dehumanizing. Well, you just didn't grind hard enough. Go fuck yourself. How about that? I existed as a human. I would like an espresso. (laughs) I don't need a large uh, jumbo orange frappuccino, but I'd love an espresso. I think... um, I think when you exist in that world, when you exist in that world and you see it all around you, then then it is reality. It's not, they are, and yeah, it, it's a, it's, it's a t- difficult one to kind of dissect which one, is, where the fucking line is, right? But <clears throat> for example, with, with the social media, like we're social creatures. If you take away someone's phone there is actually, there's so many friends that you will never communicate with again without social media. How many friends have you got on your phone right now that if you, okay, if you lost your phone, uh, how many friends could you contact? How many friends could you contact if you didn't have social media? Do you have any numbers written down? Do you have any phone numbers written down? How are you going to call them? You don't have a landline. (laughs) Maybe I'm splitting hairs here. Maybe I'm being a bit hyperbolic. But... If you just had your phone for calls and texts, you don't have social media anymore. How many friends could you contact? How many friends would you lose? Lose contact with, at least. It's a real thing. It is our reality. It is it is reality. I don't think humans. I don't think we. I don't think our brains can differentiate between um, that and uh, yeah, our social media and quote-unquote real socializing? I don't know. Uh, Especially if you're brought up on it. Especially if you grew up with that technology. Um, So yeah, it was actually actually really exciting. It's weird. It's a weird feeling of getting a brand new phone. And this one's lasted me a fucking while. Fucking credit to Google. Uh, As much as fuck, you know, fuck giant corporations, especially Google. But like, credit where credit is due. This thing's lasted me four or five years. With pretty uh, a lot of abuse from me, um, that's good. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's we it's it feels like a it feels like a body mod. <laughs> you know what I mean? It feels like well we are well it's a cyberpunk body mod. I have just upgraded my software. I've just upgraded my personal bodily software <laughs> with this new phone. <laughs> um, my eyes. The way I see the world is through a is through a phone camera. The way I communicate with other people is through a phone camera. That's so how I look at the world. That's so I, I capture it. I put it online, and uh, I just got an upgrade. <laughs> you are a cyborg. You are a cyborg, 
Um, this is not my concept. I'm riffing on somebody else's concept. Was it um, CJ the X? I think I riffed on this prop- uh, before in one of the earlier episodes, but um, new phone brought it up for me again. Um, anyway, uh, what is? Oh Jesus, <laughs> me 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 inbox is um me inbox is out of control. Um, all right, podcast jumping down the bottom. What I had? Yes. Okay. What I was going to talk about today, it's beautiful. It's a good thing when I, uh, when I, when the the first topics, the first half of a podcast, just comes out of the blue. Didn't plan it, um, because the days that I stress about a topic um, are not are not fun. Today was piss easy. Um. So, coming on to the final stretch of the album, I'm in the mixing process. I think I said this last week as well, and got me thinking about how long does a project take? Because I fucking hate when projects take a long time. I cannot stand. Um, I can't stand waiting for things to happen. I can't stand uh, sitting on one idea for too long. I need it to be done and out. It helps that I have other projects going on at the same time, but having yeah a, a project take a long time is rough. Um, and it, but but it got me thinking about the quality versus quantity argument. And I always say before a big project, I always say I'm going to take my time with this one. I'm going to get this one right. And every time. I take longer to do it. I do put more time in. And every time I get that same feeling at the end of this isn't good enough. Uh, I just got to get it out so I can move on to the next thing. And I'm wondering, is time going and more effort ever going to change that? I think to a degree, like with this, this is not a black and white idea. This is more just figuring out, it's figuring out for myself. Um, Maybe other people will also relate and enjoy um, and help, it will help them kind of figure it out in their heads that is toiling away, chiseling away, going to make the project better. And obviously putting more effort into the project, yes, will make it better. But at the same time, where what are the it's diminishing returns i think that's the main thing is diminishing returns so at this stage i am mixing my album and i am not the best mixing engineer by a long fucking shot um i have received praise for my mixing and i have been happy with my mixing um but a mixing engineer i am not (laughs) you know I'm mixing in a bedroom. I don't have a treated room. I don't. Um, I don't really understand as much technical stuff as I would like. <clears throat> I would prefer to have developed my ear a lot more. There's many things, and especially when mixing your own music, you are also blinded by the fact that it is your own music. Um, deafened, maybe you're deafened by <laughs> by it being your own music, because you're also anal- while you're mixing, you're also analyzing the production and the performances, the lyrics, the uh, musical performances as well, like thousand parts, thousand different little cogs all working together to create a thing and you are trying to watch them all at the same time. You're trying to be so precise 
while at the same time have a big picture look at it, which is a struggle, which I guess is mixing in general. I guess that's actually, that is actually what the hard part of mixing is, is being able to zoom out mentally, zoom out, hear the whole thing as a, as a whole, as what people are going to hear, and then zoom into the dinosaur part and fix that little bit and understand how that's going to affect the whole. Oy, which uh, I, I don't know if I'm very good at. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'm always getting better. So my point is that, like, do I now spend months mixing this thing to fucking perfection? Which, knowing that I will not be happy. <laughs> knowing I will never be happy with the mix. Knowing that I will always listen back and go, mm, it could be better, it could be better. Um, and also, after that first real proper round of mixing, um, are you going to... When you go in and tweak things... How much are you changing? Because yeah, that first jump is like yeah, diminishing returns again, right? So that first jump, it gets you to 60% of the way there. That second round of mixing gets you to 70%. And then the third round gets you to 78%. And then the fourth round gets you to 79%. And then the fifth round gets you to 80 And then 81. 81.8, you know? Um these little tweaks are only getting you ever so closer and maybe you that and that in that sense as well like if you keep going down like that you keep breaking into fractions every little time you go in you tweak a little bit you tweak a little bit you tweak a little bit and it gets a percentage of a percentage of a percentage better you will never you cannot reach 100% you cannot reach 100% because you will always be the diminishing returns means that that can that fraction can infinitely get smaller <laughs> theoretically i don't know this is not a this is we're talking mixing and art like it doesn't fucking matter right <clears throat> and so <laughs> do i want do i want to put in all that fucking work for maybe not as much return do, do where do i i just, i got to find that line i got to find that line where you, you got to put in enough of that work to maybe get to the 80% i want to get to the 80% i want to get to the 85% i'd love to get as close to 100% as possible but then there's a, there's a point when you realize that i'm just i'm chiseling away and it's getting it, the 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 time sacrifice for the return is not worth it anymore is not worth it anymore. We felt that with the with the um, with the bad health EP we were doing um, with Kelsey Jean and the bad health, and I really actually appreciate that moment of 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 Wade and we were sitting in the uh, his bedroom, <laughs> his studio. You know, we each have yeah our second bedrooms are our little studios, and we were sitting there and uh, we were, and he he had that moment of like I don't think we need a I don't think we need a chisel anymore. I don't think we need to polish anymore. I think we're, of course, it could be better. The audience will never hear these tiny differences that we're going to make. We're just going to kill ourselves if we go further. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. I think we're done. I think we're done here. And I'm really happy with that project. I am so fucking happy with that project. I'm so happy with those mixes. Those are some of the best mixes I've ever been part of, um, of any project. Uh... And I think it came from, um, I think it did come from, well, it came from having two kind of lead 
mixing engineers. <laughs> so that's a bit of a, a bold term for us, what we are, but, you know, both sitting there, bouncing off each other and working together. That was really, really good. Um, but also came from, I think, a, a, a somewhat uh, realistic approach to it of like, this is a band project recorded in a uh, second bedroom. Um, the drums aren't going to sound perfect. There's, there's just nothing we can do to make the drums sound the way we want them to sound. We just have to get them as good as we can, as we think we can, and move on and be okay with that. Which also then sort of brings me to the other kind of part of this thought that I was riffing on, I was thinking on. Because yesterday I was in a, in a session with a mate, um, not in a bedroom, but in a living room this time. <laughs> In his, in his living room, we're making some beats and they were fucking fire. They were great. I was really fucking happy with the, with, with what with what we put together. Um, he's a phenomenal producer. He's a phenomenal producer. It's fascinating watching young producers who haven't got like uh, the musical background of like playing in lots of bands and stuff like that for years. You know, they kind of, they start with production. Um, they have... Uh, from what I've seen a, f- a couple of times, they have a keen ear for replication that I don't have. Um, they listen to other people's works and go, I want to make something that sounds like that, and then they just do it, and it's crazy to me. I cannot do that. I struggle so hard to make the sounds that I want to hear, that I hear from other people, and I want that sound. I don't know how to fucking do it. I can make my sound, I don't know how to make other people sound. And uh, I really struggle with that. Um, So just how my brain works maybe, or maybybe it's a lack of, uh, I think I I could learn and I think it's a stubbornness. Um, But uh, yeah, so anyway, we made some great beats and we were also looking through a bunch of um, local amazing music that I had never heard of that he was showing me like, oh, you haven't heard of this guy? You haven't heard of this guy? Oh, this guy's great. Listen to this guy. Um... And all of it was fucking fantastic. And I had that moment. Uh, I had that moment of, oh, I should stop. <laughs> I should not release my album. I My album is nothing. Nothing compared to these. My, my album is shit compared to these. Um, as that voice will always be there. And it will sometimes be very loud of the, stop it. Oi, what are you doing? What do you think you're, why do you think you're making music, you fucking dumb cunt? Stop it. You're bad at it. <laughs> Um, but I'm trying to remind myself that, uh, is it's a DIY, it's a DIY project. I don't know anything about these projects either. So how many fucking producers are on those projects? How much money went into the mixing and mastering of those projects? You know, how long have they been making music in that genre before that album? You know, um, I've been playing and doing all kinds of shit for a long time, but I jump around a lot. So have I focused enough on my rap? Have I focused enough on my production, at least in this style? Um, have I focused enough on my mixing skills? No, I've, I've jumped around and do a bit of everything. Whoa. And so maybe it can only be as good as it can be with the skill set that I have currently. Uh, and then... And that's DIY. I did all of it. And so I guess I have to, then you have to come to terms with that 
of, well, it's going to be as good as it's going to be. It can only... Yeah. And people will hear that. People will hear, like... I. It's funny, because you, you don't give yourself enough credit or you don't understand how other people are going to hear it or see it or whatever. Any project that you're working on, you don't know how other people are going to... Uh, they're going to legitimize it. They are going to think it's legit um, because it exists. I think to, like old um, kind of folk albums and blues albums and things like that that I listened to um, or listened listened to more so back in, back when I was kind of more in my blues and rock phase and what have you. And there'll be trashy recordings that are like, oh, yeah, mate, we just fucking, uh, we just flung ourselves into the bungalow out back and recorded this in fucking four hours and just fucking smashed it out through, through, through some old compressors and shit. Yeah, it's a bit trashy, but you know what it is? What it is. It's, we just need to get these songs out. And then you put it out and everyone's like, oh, this is cool. We like the lo-fi nature. We like, the, we like this. Uh, it's very raw. It's very you, you know? Um, so you could critique that of being like, well, the production's shit. <laughs> It's a microphone hanging from a ceiling in a, in a bungalow, and they and they just fucking sing some songs into it. But at the same time, like that's that's that is what it is. That's the project. That the project doesn't exist in any other way, in any other, well, maybe in in another timeline. That's what it exists as. And you could have put money behind it, could have put more into it, but maybe that's maybe that's just that's that is what it is though. That's the project. That's the fucking project. Um, and that doesn't mean that like, that's not, I don't want, I know never want to use that as a scapegoat. And I think I did back in the, when I was a kid, I think everyone does it when they're, when they're first making like uh, garage rock projects and shit like that. You know, they just like, oh, I'm just going to put distortion on the whole track and call it a day. <laughs> like, All right, mate, we're going to record, uh, we're going to record my guitar through a harmonica microphone that's just dangling in front of it. All right. That sounds like fun. Um, and you can kind of hide behind that, but uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to use that as an excuse, as a scapegoat of like, well, uh, you know, it's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be raw. Like, there's, it's gonna get. I would like all of it to be better, <laughs> and I'm gonna continue to polish it and try and make it uh, as good as it can be. Um, but it is what it is. It is what it is, and the next project will be what it is. Through as much effort as I, I think I deem is necessary, how much return you're getting for time investment? Because that's the other thing. You keep pouring over that same project. You keep tinkering. You keep chiseling. You keep polishing, and that and the the return is diminishing. You're also you you're not just hurting that project. You're hurting the next project because you're not. Because you're chewing into time that could be spent on the next one. I think that's kind of my. I think that's kind of where I want to leave that. Actually, I like that. Because I just like making shit. I want to make more shit, and so there's a point where you're like, ah, "Is this perfect?" No, it's not. It's not going to be perfect. You probably will never think it's perfect. God, I wish I could fucking take my own advice. Because I guarantee, like, throughout the next three weeks, four weeks, however long until this project's like properly fucking finished, I'm going to think every single day, right, you should stop making music. You were bad at it. Do something else. How have you not found something else that you want to do yet? Oi! Fell off my chair. <laughs> um, I wish I could take my own advice. But, yeah, I like making stuff. 
and it's not going to be perfect, but I got to get it out so I can start the next one because I'm excited to start the next one. Um, whatever that is, actually, I kind of know what it is. It's going to be the band. We're going to do this. We're going to do the band stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. I think I, I, I think that's a podcast. I think that's a podcast. Um, I hope you're well. Um, you know, don't change unless you want to. Keep fucking plugging away. Keep fucking toiling. Keep working. Keep having fun with it. And um, exercise your right. Exercise your freedom by using cash. <laughs> oh, cookers. You will be forever entertaining to me. I uh, wish that I was. Um... <laughs> you will be forever my maths. All right, everyone. <laughs> everyone <laughs> who the fuck do I think I am mate fucking catch you on the flip side yeah boy <laughs> yeah.